0: executed perfectly at the end of the game was extremely satisfying you just basically gave Jim Arbaugh Joe Milton those boys whatever they wanted as long as it was between the numbers they can't get out of bounds you're gonna either force them to use their timeouts or you're gonna you know make them kick a long field or whatever the case may be Mel Tucker did a flawless job I will say this sometimes when they're substituting like that you get 12 men on the field that's a little ridiculous. We got to cut that out. You got sometimes you got to just stick with the guys you got in the field. But whatever, that's neither here nor there. That's just a little hiccup. But some of those penalties could end up being pretty costly. But just good line,
1: tackling, good tackling,
0: tackling. You keep everything in front, and, and I, I, I mean, that sealed the game. Obviously, you you had a pretty comfortable lead there, ten up ten with a minute left. But it's just that was the nail in the coffin. Was being able yeah. to just let all that time run off the clock, and you're like, if Harbaugh's not going to use this timeout, it's bad, You know.
1: Dude, and by the way, Fox Fox Sports graphic department. It, uh, I was in a crowded room, so I couldn't hear Gus Johnson and Joel Klatt. I had no idea that Michigan. I thought Michigan only had two timeouts, so we're all celebrating when that they get the outside. <laughs> <Well, me laughs> they called another timeout, and we're like, "What's going on?" <laughs> like hallway, <Well, Hossway,
0: laughs>
1: it's like exactly. What's going on?
0: Even to start the drive though for the Spartans, you know, you see Michigan has two timeouts. You're like, it's over, victory formation. Yeah, but I mean, why are they not? It, need? They weren't me in it. I was ready to take Mel Tucker's head off. And then, and then obviously, you know, you hear, we didn't really hear the announcers either. They were on, but you couldn't hear them. We got people screaming and everything. Yeah. And I had no idea what was going on. So Fox, get it together. That's yeah, pretty that was, uh, I
1: mean, the draft smart guy, figure it out. But I mean, I want to talk about this too. The, the idea to go for it on fourth and two. And. Oh yeah. I, I mean, mean, it didn't take, I mean, it's probably the right call. Because you never want to have your the posting team have the ball at the end. I, uh, it's probably the right call. I wouldn't have made that call because, uh, to be honest, I mean, Michigan, they stop you, they get one big play, Twin Nordeans had a pretty big lead, and could tie, like he could tie the football game. For the idea well, for them to be like, hey, we're going to go right up the middle, QB sneak for two yards. It wasn't like a fourth in inches. Right. It was a fourth in two and a half yards. Yep. To, I, I, and I think that was pretty telling – just about this rivalry again, the last 13 years. Michigan State has won nine out of 13. And it doesn't matter if it's Rich Rod. It doesn't matter if it's Brady Hoat It doesn't matter if it's Jim Harbaugh. They cannot get motivated for this game properly. And, and and I I think it just irritate. if I know my I had a buddy burning a Jim Harbaugh jersey this morning. One of my well, like, here's the
0: thing. I if, you-
1: that seat just got hot. And I, I, I don't think they'll man. ever fire them. But, I mean, what do they need to do to understand the magnitude of this game? Because, yeah, you're a 25-point like favorite against Michigan Say Like, I, I understand that might be a little bit hard to get up for. But, I mean, I've seen Ohio State be 25-point favorites against Michigan and absolutely house them. Like, like,
0: yeah,
1: this is a big game, and they never treat it that way. And, and, and that's why Michigan State smacked them in the mouth yesterday. They ne- they are never properly motivated to play this game a- a- as a program. It's not even it, – it doesn't matter who the coach is. They, they always look ahead, and this is why they lose these games. And I think it just drives their fans crazy because, I mean, their fans are always going to tell you Ohio State game means the most yeah, to them, which them, which it does, which it does on a historical sense. Guess what when you when you're going into work then that' say or you're texting your buddies that you went to high school with that are going to different schools right now I'm telling you they would rather win the Michigan State game than Ohio State game and, and as a program they don't they don't treat this as as big of a game as Michigan State does and that if they're not going to they're going to continue to lose.
0: Well you know Collins, you bring up an interesting point. I think for 90% of Michigan fans maybe more, I mean the Michigan State Michigan game is more prevalent in their lives personally in terms of
1: yeah. And Michigan just doesn't beat Ohio State anymore. I'm not gonna do like so I I mean I I don't speak for Michigan fans. I I don't know what they really think. I'm just saying as a Michigan fan, I I think Michigan fans take this game a little bit more seriously does than the Michigan program does. Because they got all this historic like, oh the team, the team like those who say we'll be cheating get rid of all the Bo-isms. I'm so tired yeah, of always, all like if so you want to like actually create change and be good at football again, maybe not live in the 1970s. That's just yeah, not how you nauseating.
0: win. It's yeah, nauseating. That, yeah the whole that, mantra that, is based off the past.
1: Uh, and here's I mean, my it, thing. I, it's great. I love it. I mean as a Michigan safe fan keep doing it. I just Yeah. yeah I, I mean you're never gonna win if you just live in the 70 like 1975.
0: No, exactly, and, and just to bring it back to this and drive this home real quick, I, my question for Michigan fans, if there's any Michigan State fans listening and you've got buddies who are Michigan fans, I want you to ask them this question. I want you to ask them to ask their Michigan fans if you were told in 2015 when Jim Arbaugh got hired that he would be one in six against your two biggest rivals in the big house, and I don't know what his record is overall against those two schools, but if you would have told him that –
1: Is this his fifth year? Yeah. So he's two and three against Michigan State, and he is 0 and four against Michigan, against Ohio State. And the Ohio State games have not really been close.
0: No, they've all been blowouts. And it doesn't matter if it's Urban Meyer or if it's Ryan Day. It's like, that's just my question. I, I just don't get it. Would you – because for me, personally, if I can put myself in those shoes, which is really hard for me to do because I would never, ever, ever be a Michigan Wolverines fan, but the bottom line is this. If you told me – Jim Harbaugh's, Harbaugh's
1: sixth year. Thank you to my producer slash brother, Kyle Collins, for correcting me there.
0: Well, okay, sixth year, whatever. So okay.
1: he's three and three. Three and three.
0: He's 500. Sorry. Okay. Thank you, Kyle.
1: So, I appreciate that.
0: If you told me Jim Harbaugh's record against my two biggest rivals, I would have said give me someone else because those games mean everything. You have fans in East Lansing right now who would not mind. I'm not going to act like they wouldn't mind, but they'd be content losing the rest, losing out. You beat Michigan. You beat Michigan. You won the biggest game on your schedule. Mel Tucker, what a first win. You know what I mean, Collins? You're yeah, about. Yeah, no, no, seriously. Especially in this of season. It means more for this program than it does to Michigan. And that's the discrepancy there. That's why you always see the Spartans get up for this kind of thing. And Mel Tucker. You know, going back to the fourth and two play, going for it. Yes, it speaks volumes about this rivalry. He was was emotional, emotional man. He was, but – and that's my other thing. It also – not only does it mean a lot about the program and and how much this game means, but it also – it it tells me a lot about Mel Tucker and his relentless mantra. Relentless, baby. Process-driven. Process-driven, Trent. I'm going to rub your nose nose in the dirt in the big house, fourth and two. See ya. Warm up the buses. Do what you got to do, whatever – that's great. I loved it. I loved every part of it. And Collins, you're exactly right. I wouldn't have made the call either because I don't have the guts to do it, quite frankly. It wasn't
1: like that gutsy of a call, but like
0: I it mean, was it like that. Because if Michigan ends up kicking a field goal there, he's on the I mean, you're not.
1: Yeah. It's no, no, no.
0: Call. It's, a, it's a hindsight's 2020 kind of deal, but it's just one of those things where, yeah. If Quinn Let's Martin win does the game. Yeah. hit a bomb, then, you, then you're tied up and whatever. Yeah.
1: I so, I I want to move the discussion back onto Michigan state. I don't, I think they're pretty, if they're a play like they did yesterday, they're a pretty good football team. And you said like four and four as a possibility, I'm not trying to like oversell this team. They, they could win some big football games. And I know Mel Tucker did this in his first year at Colorado where he would drop a bit, drop a really bad game. And then they would play up to their, they would just play their competition. So I, I think four and four is probably a realistic then, but I thought Michigan State was good yesterday at all facets of the game. And if their defensive front is going to play like that against a Michigan yes. offensive line, who I thought was good, like, uh, and maybe I was wrong, maybe Minnesota's defensive front was just that bad, because Michigan was running eight yards a pop against Minnesota last weekend. And,
2: yes.
1: and Giles Jackson couldn't get out of the backfield. When he was getting the ball handed off to him by Joe Milton, so I I I don't know what to make about Michigan. It's so early, but you, you're so right, especially in this COVID season with eight games. So it's not an asterisk season, but it's like you, you got your rivalry games, and you just like maybe if your team's a contender, you want like the, then it matters. I, literally, this game, I like Michigan State to lose the rest of the games this year, and I think Michigan State fans would be happy.
0: Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not like. I, and I and I, I hate to be that guy. Where it's
1: like, yeah. All the emphasis on one game, like yeah, all you care about is Michigan. And this year, yeah, that's basically it. That's because all I other, really care about this year, beating Michigan factor, and to beat Michigan.
0: The other factor is that you got your teeth kicked in by Rutgers. I mean, not really. You had a chance to win, but it's just like it's Rutgers. That shouldn't have happened. I don't care if they leaps and bounds better than they were last season. They're still the worst team of the big time. So you, you definitely had that disappointment coming into this game. And that is why that line was the way it was, you know, twenty-one, twenty-five, whatever the case may be, point underdogs. And you beat Michigan. I, I I can't, I'm talking in circles. I can't emphasize it enough how much this means for the fans and Collins. That brings us back to this point of it's 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 a hard way to phrase it because Spartan fans obviously wouldn't be happy going one and seven.
1: No, if you, I no one could win.
0: If you could win one game on the schedule, it would be the one you won yesterday. So we have to commend the Spartans for doing that. And, Collins, you're exactly right. It starts up front with the defense because Rocky Lombardi might be the quote-unquote leader of this team, and he's a great guy. I think the
1: offense might just be good. They've got weapons.
0: It's at least creative, you know. And, yes, they do have weapons. The the emergence of Ricky White yesterday, you know, that, that adds a whole nother, you know, fold into the whole mix. Well, what I was going to say was on the defensive side of the ball, as you said earlier, Antoine Simmons just factually is your best player on this team. He's a beast. So, I mean, yes, this team, it's going to hinge on the offense because you obviously got to score points to win, especially in the Big Ten. But this defense, I think, is going to be the driving force of this team. Through two games, I think we can say that's fair because the defense clearly was not the problem against Rutgers. Seven turnovers in that game. You, You flip it to zero against Michigan, a much better team than Rutgers, and you see what happens. So to me, you're exactly right, Collins. I think the offense might be pretty good. You know, not great, but not definitely not. They can't bad. really run That's the football, but. And the defense is just full of dogs and guys who want to play. Guys who are going to keep, the, keep everything in front of them, not let up any big plays, that kind of thing. That is if, what wins.
1: If there are secondary plays that you did yesterday, this defense can be pretty productive. I, I I don't know how consistent the D-line's in a play like they did yesterday. And I don't know what Michigan's offensive line is. I know they have four new starters, and that was a big question mark. And last week they looked really good. So, I mean, maybe they were dressed to the mean in the next couple of weeks and we'll figure out if they're a really good unit. But, I mean, they, they worked them in the run game yesterday. Unless there was an outside run with Joe Milton, anything inside. That looked like old school Martin Antonio
0: yeah. type
1: defensive line work because that, that is what they used to do. They used to roll in whoever they had is yeah, random. But you had a guy like Joel Heath who didn't even play for like half his career starting at the NFL level. That was the type of depth that they had. And, and that's how they played yesterday. And, and I know they don't have that depth, but they, they played fresh all day. I, I, I it's just maybe that it is maybe the weirdest start to a coaching career of all time because last week couldn't have been worse. This week couldn't have been better. And, and I don't think you'll ever. Ever see someone start a coaching career like this ever again? And I know it was like the first Michigan State coach. One is the first appearance since Nick Saban in '95. It, it didn't matter. I mean, to they were better. It wasn't a fluke yes,
0: at that's all. What I was going to say it was not a fluke. It you was not. The game, a game plan. You executed it basically. Yeah, Michigan never led, so it, it can't be a wire to wire win because there are a couple of ties in there. Yeah, you, know what I'm you came in. You were the better team from the first quarter through the end. You didn't, should say you should have up, up 21 and a half. Well, yeah, and the, and the thing is, is, they weren't. You know, it's not like the Spartans got up big and rode it out and got yeah. left and pulled on at the end. No, they made plays. You get the ball back with eight minutes left. You drive down, score a touchdown. Connor Hayward, how are you? Great stuff. That is the kind of stuff we're talking about. It's not where you get up 14 and you just pray you hang on because you know you're playing a better team. Spartans never had that attitude. You attack every drive, every series with the mindset that you're the better team. And that's quite frankly what we saw. I mean, that was the difference in the game. That was the difference.
1: Uh, Yeah. It was wild. I I mean, I I just said they were better. They were just factually better. And I don't think you can even make an argument there that I mean there was no turnovers in the game, which is insane to think about. I, I, I don't know if Michigan State won won the rushing battle in total yardage because that's what's usually the telling sign who wins this football game. Hank can maybe look that up. But I mean I'll say this. Their goal line play calling, very good. That that third down catch did Connor Hayward for his first touchdown. That, that that's NFL. That's NFL like concept stuff. And Connor Hayward's shown you throughout his career, even without gloves, he's at the best hands, maybe on the team. I love that he wears no gloves, by the way. Yeah, love it. Just a little, little extra grit. A little extra yeah. grit especially with the black cleats and white jerseys and green helmets. By the way, I, I know like Alabama, Penn State do it. Get rid of it. It looks so bad. The black cleats with the white jerseys and the green helmets just look horrible. Thank you, Hank. Michigan did win the rushing battle. I don't know what the number is. It was like 44 out of the, like, the last 45 or something like that. I, I'm, I feel like that's a stat thrown out every single year when you watch the game by like the TV crew. But I, let, let, let's move forward to Iowa. So I was a dumpster fire right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Yep. I actually, like, don't know if Kurt Ferentz, like, survives after this year. And because, and, like, you got the whole lawsuit going on. It just, it, it just seems like a situation where he'll just be like, I'm going to retire. Yeah, and I'll take, well, like, a cushy job in the, 80, like, in the 80s office. I'm gonna, like, whatever. And they start the year losing to Purdue. I think they lost yesterday. If I, let me take a look at that. But uh, I, I'm sorry, the research for today for the show. I, I'm getting fat checked by my brother who's listening in Auburn Hills right now it, because I, I I I I was so happy last night. I didn't go to bed till four in the morning. I, no, I just
0: okay. hey hey shout out Kyle Collins. Also, yeah. the guys did lose yesterday by one point. Northwestern to who?
1: 120. Northwestern. Well, I mean, Northwestern might be like good, maybe. I don't know. I feel I like we've pay.
0: been saying that for five years, though.
1: Again, another note from my brother. Iowa was up 17 to nothing. Wow, thanks, Kyle. Kyle's actually Kyle, bringing a lot to the show today. He said he wanted to be a caller today, doing a whole lot more. But, I mean, Iowa just seems like a program of disarray. Michigan State, after just a massive win against Michigan, I just I I, I could see Michigan State going into Iowa City, which was a game that most people are like lost Loss. I always thought it was a possibility that Michigan State could beat Iowa at yeah. Iowa, regardless of COVID or whatever. It's just I, I didn't think Iowa was gonna be good this year, and then all the things happened during quarantine and all that stuff with the lawsuit. It just seems like a team that it kind of like Michigan State in three and nine when they went three and nine, like they might have talent, but they're just not gonna win because it's just a team divided and frankly not motivated.
0: Yeah, no, that makes sense, and I, I, you know what? You're exactly right. With all things considered, I just think, I mean, the Spartans are probably going to go in favor. I'm not sure what the spread is going to be.
1: That will be interesting. It'll probably Michigan State, uh, I, maybe minus seven.
0: I would, I would say like minus four, but who knows? Who? I mean, who really knows? I just think given the given the situation at hand here, you just beat Michigan. You're fired up. Mel Tucker's fired up. Practice this week is going to be, in, incredible. You know, you, this is where you just wish, shout out my buddy Markel. He's a football manager. He's a, he's a manager on the team. This is where you just wish that you were like one of those guys. You just get to go bask in it for a week. You just get to enjoy the victory and every the vibes are all good at practice. And you're looking ahead to Iowa, who, a team that you can reasonably beat. So that, I'm going to pick the, we don't do picks on this show, but I definitely think the Spartans keep it rolling next week and move to two and one. And then you're really looking at, yeah, Collins, they could win some of these gritty games. They could maybe sneak the five and three which is crazy considering they lost the Rutgers week one and i know we're going to keep bringing that up and it's going to be like the whole asterisk of the season you're just going to always remember that first week that was a disaster with seven turnovers and all that stuff but the spartans showed something yesterday that i think they will carry into to next week against iowa and the rest of the season time will tell there i could look like an idiot but I, I, you're, you're exactly right. I was a dumpster flyer, especially given all the off the field stuff. We're not going to get into all of that because we just don't do that kind of thing here. But I definitely think this is a game Michigan State can win. And it'll be interesting to see what the line is at.
1: I'm just, I, I'm interested because I think Michigan State probably played the best game that you play. Yeah. They played really smart yesterday. I, mean, I, I just, not- I, I would like to see what their B game is because we've seen their A plus game and their F minus game. What, what's a B or C game for this team?
0: We've had something in the middle. It's both extremes so far.
1: Yeah, and and one thing I did like, they made it in the offensive play calling. They were trying to get Rocky Lombardi some rushing opportunities. They had that creative motion play, and it was a little counter for Lombardi, and he had room both times. He just wasn't able to break anything open. I like that. I would like to see Michigan State if they could run the football against Iowa. If they could run the football against Iowa and they can stop the run on the defensive side of the football, I think that shows you some sustained – success for this season and maybe they go four and four this year.
0: Yeah, that's a, that's a fair assessment. I think you could use, you know, it's, it's unfair to say the Michigan game is, um, you know, kind of an outlier because I'm not going to go there. And obviously it's the second game
1: of the year. We just exactly. don't know.
0: We're usually five or six games in, and we can tell a little bit more about this team going into the Michigan game to begin with this season. That's not the case, obviously, because you lost week one, but also because you got a brand new coach and a new system on both sides of the ball and all that kind of stuff, but whatever. So I, I guess Collins, I would agree with you that like the Iowa game is probably going to be more of the quote unquote litmus test here. You know, nah, the- it's
1: not even a litmus test. I just like I just don't expect them to play at this level next week, and I don't expect them to play like they did against Rutgers. So I, I I'm
0: that's the thing because it's going to be somewhere in the middle there. You got up for the what's Michigan-
1: their B game? That's all I want to know. What's yeah, their yeah, B game? Yes,
0: yes. And what is what's your you know plan B also because. Everything worked yesterday against Michigan. Not many adjustments needed to be made. That's another thing. So you kind of look on the offensive side, Collins. You mentioned it. You got to run the ball against Iowa. And if they're able to do that and establish the run, I think that, that that's going to be the difference in the game. So yeah.
1: I one thing there was a lot of conversation last week when we talked about it. Where's Elijah Collins? Like where I, I think it's pretty apparent. Tucker's got like the guys that he likes yep. in his system. Yep. And one thing. One thing that like these freshmen from Georgia, I mean, Simmons broke a run early that kind of set up that Ricky white touchdown where that's one thing Michigan state has been able to do in the past 15 years that I, I mean, they get a lot of credit for it, but they just find guys in Ohio, Georgia, maybe not even, not even in the state of Michigan who are two or three star guys and they get the campus and they're immediately turn people's heads. I, I don't know how it happens, because it, like Michigan State will get the highly rated guy out of Detroit every like three or four years or something like that, or like a Devonte Dobbs, and then you're you're wondering about questions about him once he gets to East Lansing, and you're like, oh no, you know this Josiah kid, who was a two-star recruit, he's going to be an NFL player. Like they they just like no, the be to be able to do that, like they with the efficiency they have the last fifteen years is why they've been pretty successful, and that, I I think. Yesterday with Ricky White, Jordan Simmons, and some of these three-star guys from Georgia, and I I never even heard of Ricky White. I've never heard of Ricky White. And I'm pretty in tune with Michigan State football and Michigan State recruiting. I'm just saying, I think that just proves the blueprint at Michigan State if you're going to be successful in these East Lansing. You got to find these guys in Georgia, Ohio, and other places that are maybe a little bit off the beaten path and have a little bit more, I don't know, don't have the flash and stuff like that, but they're Michigan State guys. So like Ricky White and Jordan Simmons are the definition of Michigan State guys.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because that's also, you know, that's a, that's a, one of my questions was going to be to you. Do you think Ricky White was a flash in the pan? Because my answer is no, I don't think so. I think, you you know, he showed yesterday against a pretty good secondary that he's going to be able to do this, you know, and, and you, you look ahead, you know, the years you got to come and, and you mentioned something interesting about the recruiting. That's what Mel Tucker brings. He's going to yeah. expand horizons a little bit he's not
1: going to stay so midwest I, I yeah I'm very interested because they're doing a lot of recruiting in California I know he's at those ties there because Colorado he's out west sort of yeah and and, and and everyone kind of pits from Texas because Texas is just so football heavy and has so much talent in that state so that'll be interesting to look at but we're going to take a quick break here on the green and white report after the break talk about the world series your boy Klein finally got one Trent yes he did and then we're going to talk a little Tigers and A.J. Hinch. And then at the top of the hour, Sparty Awards of our favorite Halloween costumes growing up. Stay locked in here at the Green and White Report. You're listening to WDBM. Back here at the Green and White Report. It's 1140. Got about an hour and 20 minutes kick kickoff in the NFL. Me and, Trent, me and Trent are talking in the break. There's a lot of confusion going on with our Zoom, so we don't know if we're on the air or not. But I figured, since we know we're on the air now, Conrad's, this is a PSA. You dropped the ball last night. I don't know what was going on with the phones. I call, I looked at my phone. I called them 30 times last night. All I wanted was Conrad's,
0: and I couldn't get it. Hey, we called them a couple times as well. My brothers are both here. My brother brought his, brought his roommate, his girlfriend. We got my other brother's roommate. We got a SWAT basically. We're trying to yeah. get Conrad's. We can't get through to them, you know. We just keep get you hear the ring and the the hold music the whole time. So we eventually they lost our business. Needless to say,
1: yeah. Uh, I, had, I had to take my tail to Domino's and I ate maybe ten pieces of pizza at three thirty in the morning.
0: By the way, uh, living, living at Skyview, you know, there's a Conrad's right behind me, you know, in Frandor, but it caught on fire. Like yeah, dude. I there's one that's I, I live on Lewis Street.
1: There's one I don't know what it's like. You no, know, the Big B Kind of, yeah. Crunchy- like Bigby, kind of by Crunchy, like the B kind of by Crunchies. There's a Conrad's right there. Just reopen that one. Let's get two back in the midst. Yeah,
0: well, and I'm
1: losing my voice just talking about. I w- I I literally looked at my phone this morning. I called Conrad's 43 times. 43. Yes. <laughs> I don't know Dude, what I was like doing. Absolutely hungry. Like like dying. I was starving. This I'll say 43 times in the span of like two hours.
0: Oh, okay.
1: I thought it was just straight. You're just gassed. no,
2: no. Don't, don't, don't give him the benefit of the doubt here. Forty-three times in a week,
0: <laughs> in a month. Is, I mean, Hank, if you could understand close to once all a week. week,
1: all week, I was telling myself, win or lost, I'm getting Conrad's. I need to treat myself. It's a, it's a Tom Hatterford and, Don, and Donna and parts are right. It's a treat yourself. That's whenever I get Conrad's, I'm treating myself. I was like. All I want right now is a number one and some mat bites, and I couldn't get it. And but also walked there, wasn't open. Just absolutely a travesty. I don't know what was going on last night. It might have been daylight savings. It, it, it was post apocalyptic. I it, it was post apocalyptic that I could not get food at one thirty in the morning in East Lansing.
0: Especially on Michigan. Bells
1: wasn't even open. Bells is open till cool. like seven in the morning usually.
0: Yeah, it it was a little outrageous. We ended up audibly, and we did fine, but it was a little weird, you know, not being able to get through the Conrads. Unbelievable.
1: Unbelievable. But let's move on. Last night, World Series, Dodgers win. You didn't put this in the doc, but Kevin Cash, I mean. No, this is where
0: analytics are ruining baseball. Kevin Cash taking out Blake. I,
1: I think it was a good thing that happened for baseball, though. Like, like people like, "Oh, were so like, oh this is sad. This is sad. This is sad." And then, then like two days later, Tony Larusa got hired because they're basically like, "We're not going to do the analytic thing. We're yeah. going to go get an old school baseball guy." I. It was maybe one of the most bonehead decisions in I've ever seen personally. Like I've, I, I wasn't old enough to see Grady Little and stuff with Boston and Pedro and all that stuff. Like, and, and I've seen. O leave Java in and against Baltimore and Soria and stuff like that I've seen bad manager decisions but this like this immediately when you were watching that game you're like this is a horrible idea
0: Yes because you would just horrible. know we've said Collins for the two weeks you've been talking about the World Series whatever that just you know when you're playing the Dodgers you're gonna have to at least score five six runs to win the game like the Dodgers just score they they rake and they score with the best of them. Yes, you got a 1-0 lead, and what was it? The fifth inning when he got pulled. Unbelievable! Uh,
1: I believe six. So he went five and a third.
0: Okay, either way, you're pulling him early. That that early, his pitch count was, I believe, it was seventy three, seventy five pitches. He's rolling. No one can hit him. And I two singles, not even
1: like hard hit singles.
0: Right, and I forget which which Dodgers player said it, and I'm paraphrasing here, but you know they they were kind of like we were cheering. You know, we were we were excited when they took him out of the game. We're like, oh, we don't have to hit this guy anymore. Plus, I think Mookie Betts was on deck. Is that correct? Whatever yes. the whatever the case is, dude, he's rolling. You're in an elimination game. He's pitching great, and and I understand while all that has even been happening, you're only up one zero. It's not like you're up five zero and you can just rely on your bullpen and cruise to a game seven here. I mean, it, it's it, it didn't make any sense. You got into it. We don't have to like completely different. just so bad just I mean if so- you're and if you're Blake snow like
1: I don't know I like Kevin Cash is no win manager of the year in baseball like I, I I think that's pretty apparent what he did with this race team was impressive and how he yes. manages bullpen I think they had like 12 different guys have saves this year which is like a crazy number to think about especially in tra- traditional baseball stats like he will never live that down no unless the Tampa Bay Rays or he wins a World Series somewhere else he will never live that down. He could be the best manager in the world for the rest of the re- rest of his career. If he doesn't want to win another world series, he will never be remembered for not for, he will always be remembered for taking blade Snell out there. Blade Snell was filthy. No yeah. one was touching that slider. His slider was bad to sign base, Blake Snell. Like Pete, like his stuff was so good. And the audacity, he gives up one single, one out in the sixth inning, and you're like, yeah, we don't trust this guy. Let's throw by the book and the numbers. Like the, the, at, at that point, what are we doing?
0: And you know what, I, I don't understand a whole lot, and you're exactly right about all that. What I didn't understand a whole lot was if I'm Blake Snell, I'm, I'm throwing a fit. I mean, I know he got he got upset, but why wouldn't you try to push back a little bit like, dude, I'm not coming out of the game?
1: Like you see, Scherzer and J.D. do that back in the day. That's what I'm saying.
0: That's what I'm saying. Scherzer and Justin Verlander doing that kind of thing. Like, dude, leave me in. Do not. You're not taking me out. I have earned the right to be right. And that, to me, is where I think Kevin Cash got a little, you know, given what he did with this race team, and it was unbelievable, and he is manager of the year. But it's like, that's where I think he got a little, went to his head a little bit. You know, I'm I'm a manager of a team in the World Series without really a ton of stars. We're playing the Dodgers. We're up in the sixth inning. I'm taking you out. I'm going to yank you. What the hell are you doing? You're down three to two. It was unbelievable.
1: I I was, I was screaming at the TV. Yeah. Just like, I, I, I'm no baseball genius, but I know, I, I know you don't take that guy out of the game at that point and like, and not know what's going to happen. Because the Dodgers were just begging to get to the bullpen. And the one thing that sucks about baseball now, like I it's like the last three or four years. I'm so sick and tired of seeing these bullpen games. Like yeah. just so it's just the it's games are long. The games are long. There there's a like no trust in, in, in the starters. And the are there's micromanaging every little thing. That's why baseball, I mean. I remember talking about how analytics is killing baseball. I I do agree with that in some sense. I like it's I, I? It is. I don't know. I I can't say I I am an old man. I hate the shift. I, I'm literally like the oldest man about the shift because I th- honestly think the shift you give up more runs than you save. Personally, I I, I know the numbers yeah. don't back that up, but if you're shifting people when there's men on scoring position, I just I don't understand that. And I just get rid of the reliever games. Yeah, if based once have a more exciting process, I, I I mean product, do not do that because I cannot. It takes so it, these games are four and a half hours. Well,
0: and four and, and a half know,
1: hours basically.
0: Not as fun either. It's not as fun. I want Justin Verlander going eight innings, throwing you know 12 strikeouts. That's that's what we love, you know. That's the kind of thing
1: yeah, yeah. I want I, I want I want JV and it's you know, so the Oakland A's. Like yes. for and games five of the ALD, like for Snell not had that opportunity. It sucked. And it I think it robbed us of a game seven, which would have been interesting because you would have seen probably the best pitcher in baseball, Walker Bueller, have an opportunity to put his stamp on the World Series. But all in all, I'm pretty happy for the Dodgers. I, I mean crazy about Justin Turner. We didn't even mention that. That was one of the yeah. most bizarre things I've ever seen in my turn. No one's really talking about it either. Like, they're just like,
0: uh, I think it's because everyone likes Justin Turner. It's not like it happened to someone, you know, like a polarizing player, yeah, like a rod in his heyday or something like that. It would have been like a huge deal. Because my thing is, this obviously, you can't go out there when you got COVID, but this dude has played with the Dodgers the longest on the roster, except for maybe Kershaw. He's been there forever. He's the heart and soul of the team, the leader in the clubhouse, and he it was a huge part, obviously, of getting him to this point. He deserved that ring. So for him to go out and take one picture, I am personally not going to be up in arms about it, but he did have coronavirus. He put a lot of people at stake there. So that obviously isn't cool. The, the, the bottom line, though, is this happened a week, you know, a week and a half ago. We just wanted to at least mention it here on the Green and White Report. The Dodgers are World Series champs. I'm so happy for Clayton Kershaw. Matt Stafford is next. We'll talk about that later. We'll okay, talk
1: that. let's
0: Matt relax. Next. By the way, do you I'm have a Marvin
1: Jones jersey on?
0: on? I do. I love Marv.
1: He has, like, knocked out the football all year.
0: Because it's his contract year and they're trying to, I'm telling you, that's a Are thing. You
1: conspiracy theorist that they're not, they don't want Jones to get the bad.
0: Yes. Yes. Okay. You, can, you can ask any, since we're big time journalists here, we got all these guys in our, our Rolodex, ask any big time wide receiver ever. Ask Randy Moss, ask Greg Jennings, ask any of them. I don't any think any Marvin Jones
1: is in that category. I don't know how we're talking about Marvin Jones. No, no, right I'm just now, saying
0: but. it's a thing. You throw to the guy less when it's his contract year. Cause they want your numbers to look worse. They want to deflate your values. They don't have to, they don't have to back up the Brinks truck. And I'm telling you, if the Lions don't pay Kenny Galladay or Marvin Jones, it will be the end of the Stafford era in the worst way possible. If they don't go- pay
1: Galladay, I might I might turn the keys in to the dealership. I might just give up because they have to. Top 10 we'll receiver.
0: We'll get to that later. But, yes, I am wearing my Marvin Jones jersey proud. We are now T-minus one hour and ten minutes from kickoff here on Sunday. It's beautiful.
1: Okay. Another topic in the game of baseball, Detroit Tigers – Hire AJ Hinch. I love it. I'm a, i am I have a feeling Trent. You don't like it.
0: No, you know what? I, I didn't like it initially. Excuse me. And I thought about it more and I'm coming around to it because my thing is this and Collins, you mentioned something funny on the Motown Rundown. Shameless plug. I feel like you do it at least once a show. So there you go. Check out the Motown Rundown podcast. Talking about the Tigers, you know, when they originally, when Garden Hire, <clears throat> excuse me, originally stepped down, you're looking at, who the potential candidates are here. And one of the things that you said, Collins, I don't know if you remember was, yeah, go after Hinch, go after Cora. I don't care. I don't care what kind yeah, of record who cares. I They win. They're winners.
1: Yeah. Like, uh, and, and I don't, I don't really buy into the whole thing. Like I'm not going to defend the guy. Like I, I saw a couple of people are like, Oh, he tried to stop it. He just didn't stop it. Like hard enough. Like if he really wanted to stop it, he could have stopped it. Yes. I don't really care that he was a part of a cheating organization. I really don't because it, historically he's a good manager. And it, 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 the thing that's gonna kill me, I think he shifts maybe more than anyone in baseball. So that 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 will give me heart and chest pains when I watch Casey Mize yeah. try and get out of jams and there's seven guys on the right side of the infield and they hit yeah, a little I, I number. Out,
0: given how you just kind of wrote your hate letter to the to the MLB about the shit. Yeah, I know, I know. But I got AJ Hinch in there, but
1: yeah. I like the hire. I alveela like calling him like ten minutes after the World Series ended was really cheesy. And I was like, okay, Al, sweet. I mean, the Tigers can get
0: away with that because they're still a Tigers. But, yeah, that's that's one of those things. I was like,
1: like okay, dude, no one cares. No one cares. Like, I, I didn't care. Like Just, just don't hire Lloyd McClendon and I'll probably be happy. And, yeah. But I, I think this hire, though, just kind of shows there's excitement with the Tigers for maybe the first time in two to three years. Like there's an actual belief that this team going forward is going to be good.
0: Yeah, well, and what I mean, I don't want to pull out all the you know stereotypical stuff here, but I mean this is I this is a good hire in the in the sense that it's not a young unproven guy like an Osmus, you know, you're not going yeah. from Jim Leland to Osmus, you're going from garden now to Hinch, who's won a World Series, although it has an asterisk by it, whatever the case may be, but it's just like you have a guy now who's been he's, he's battle tested he's made runs he's won he played for the tigers people forget people forget sneaky aj hench played for tigers one season 2004 i saw
1: the they kept on posting those pictures
0: yeah so he i mean a
1: rail you're so skinny yeah he was a dude eat some food back then sorry policy. well i don't know he looked really tall i don't know he had a good suit on when he got signed like his sign, like, he, like him and al were having a press conference he had a great suit on so that's a positive, I guess.
0: Yeah, my, yeah, that is, it is, he's a, he's a, yeah. my, my bottom line though, is this, I mean, you, you hired a guy who's just a proven dude. It's not awesome 2.0, you know, it's not quite garden hire where you've been around for 20 years and you're just like, you know, you've seen it all, and all that good stuff. It's not that, but it's a change in direction. At least it's a little more progressive. And now what you have is you've got a young and up and coming Tigers team. You know, Collins, we talked at length all summer about how, this Tigers team, you know, kind of turned some heads this year and surprised some people, and maybe you know, kicks. They maybe leapfrogged one year in the rebuild process. You know, like they, they, you've got a lot of foundational pieces now that you didn't really necessarily think you had in 2019. So I think going forward, AJ Hinch could absolutely be the guy. I don't care about his record. I don't care about his reputation. If he wins baseball games, and this is how the whole city of Detroit feels as well, if he wins baseball games, doesn't matter. No one cares. Yeah.
1: yeah. If you care about the cheating scandal as a Detroit Tigers fan, you're a nerd. You're a nerd and you're a loser. Who cares? Well, you know had what? No had no effect on what the Detroit Tigers are doing.
0: These no effect. Hear, you know what? They can. They can care. But I'll tell you what. I don't, right, I don't, I don't care. Get, I, get, I, I get,
1: think I'll it's cover. stupid if you care.
0: Well, I'm, I'm, I'll give these people a pass to care until the season starts and you realize, hey, this guy's actually a pretty good manager here. Tigers are in, you know, second or second or first place in the Central, you know, one month in. Then it's like we're actually having a real conversation about, you know, what this team can actually do, not just, you know, oh, it's going to take a little while, and these young guys are still improving, all that kind of stuff.
1: I'll say one thing, a little I It was kind of funny because I was, like, talking to myself, and I'm like, maybe Don Kelly would be a good manager for this tighter team. Maybe Mar- I had, like, a weird, like, a, affection Kelly? for Marcus Tames for about a week and a half. I was like, no, what he, he was a good, like, fourth outfielder in 2008. Like, you know what? I like that guy, but uh, I mean, go get the proven guy. And I'm going to be honest. I don't really know like what type of manager style he was in Houston. I don't know if he was a players coach or uh, I don't know what that is, but I I think making, they wouldn't have hired AJ Hinch if they don't, I think they're going to make an investment this summer in someone free agency wise. Yeah.
0: Well, you know what? They're going to have the money to do that too.
1: So uh, I I'm ju- I, I don't think they would have made the hire of A.J. Hinch if they weren't going to maybe take some chances and spend some legit money to try and lose someone in Detroit.
0: Yeah, and, and that would be, you know, the Tigers getting back to their ways. You know, whether it is other- – I, I
1: know they cut payroll, and I don't know if they have plans to keep the payroll at the spot it is right now. I know you're paying Miggy just like – you're basically – Miggy's salary is bigger than like half the teams had like combined – like, it just is what it is at this point. And you're not going to get the production you need out of him for what you're paying him. But I mean, why not, why not try and get George Springer? Why not try and go out and get DJ LeMahieu? try and jumpstart the rebuild a little bit. I know. And why not try and go get another arm? Like, why not? Like I, I at this point they've been so bad for so the last three years and he had a little bit of success this year. With these young guys, why not get a couple more established veterans and try and be competitive again and take another step in the rebuild?
0: Like Jonathan Scope or C.J. Crone, one of those guys who obviously were both really good for the Tigers before Crone got hurt and Scope, you know, on his one-year rental, looks like the Lions. The Lions it looks like the Tigers are going to keep him around. So yeah, yeah, he absolutely. Good. So yeah, you can you can you know you can open the checkbook and you can give these guys a regular contract or. You can continue to do these one year rentals, you know, not a lot of them, but just a few here and there, and try to establish something. Because, you know, Collins, I think we talked about this a while ago. Scope's only twenty eight years old. You know, he's yes, he's an established veteran, yeah. but he's not way past. I think he could probably
1: hours. get prone on a discount too. Especially yeah. him getting injured. You could probably injured. bring him back for cheap. Yeah. So I, I I don't know
0: well it's it's there though the the Tigers are gonna have options this summer and I guess that's all that matters and you you got Han, you got your manager. that's the step in the right direction because you can your sales pitch is a little more appealing if you've got a coach who you know albeit a little shady, he's got a World Series within the last three years. So that definitely helps your sales pitch to these guys if you do want to open the checkbook and pay somebody.
1: But I don't know if baseball's starting on time. My brother, my whole There's family all no are they?
0: I, it's it's very unclear right i don't think they've said anything
1: i don't know Uh, uh i don't,
0: we don't know. know sports That's sports we saw,
1: like right now this is kind of like we still got football but when football is done like i don't know what's gonna be going on <laughs> like because yeah. i don't we have no clue when basketball's starting i think they said martin luther King day NBA start date. I think college basketball.
0: Six different dates for the NBA. I don't know yeah. when it's going to be. Who knows?
1: We probably should talk about this next week. I mean, Michigan State just announced that like they're playing Virginia in the ACC Challenge. I don't know any other games they're playing. I think they. I saw something that they might be playing Notre Dame too, for one of their first games. I don't know if the Champions Classic got canceled, just a whole Orlando bubble thing. I know you're covering yeah. the team, shot. maybe we can go in more in depth into it later in the show or maybe next week. I don't know what sports are happening, so. I'm looking forward to next year Tigers baseball. Hopefully there's an opening day. Hopefully my family could go because I've been dying to go on an opening day. I would love to see the Tigers. I'd love to see A.J. Hinch. I'd love to see all the little red flags. I'd love to be at America next year. So hopefully I can do it. But we're going to take a quick break. After the break, Sparty Awards, favorite Halloween costumes growing up. Stay locked in here on WDBM. Thank you, Nathan Stearns. Sparty Awards favorite Halloween costumes growing up. Trent, you already talked about what you, we were this year for Halloween. It was a little bit different Halloween. There's still people out everywhere dressed up from Wednesday to Saturday, like it usually was. It's just not the same thing. You're not going to see the huge frat parties. You're not to see the huge house parties, but the, the, there's still people all around East Lansing, and some pretty funny Halloween costumes. Do you have any that caught your eye?
0: Oh wow. Um... I saw Steve Irwin, the crocodile Hunter. I loved that. That was dude, awesome. Are you
1: kidding? Are you being no, serious? No, no, I'm serious. And I noticed it right away. And the, the that, that's my fired. old roommate.
0: Oh, he with the, the with the Steve written on his thing. And he, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yes. And he was like really fired up that I knew what he was. I was like Steve Irwin. He was like, yeah. Were
1: his pants really tight? Yeah. Yeah. Shorts. Yeah. It was. It was. It was quite the scene. It was a
2: good. It was a good
1: costume.
2: That is hilarious. So, shout oh. out, Jack.
1: Shout out, Jack, for that costume. Being Steve Irwin, the crocodile hunter. Rest in peace, Steve Irwin. By
2: the but, way, was, I, I gotta throw this out there. I don't know if you guys mentioned this already, but Trent and some other Impact boys, absolutely nailing Motley Crue. Like, spot yeah, we said on. That at the
1: start of the show. Hey, yeah, maybe you listen,
2: dude. I we've been over this, man. This is a tough. This is a tough <laughs> scene for me. Okay.
0: <laughs> yeah, Hank's got and, a lot going on. Yeah, he's got a lot going on at the station, but yeah. Well, just, if we. Collins did you see any that caught your eye before we get into it
1: your costume your costume was mesmerizing okay, well, I was very I mean you guys went all out and your costume last year I think you were a Han Solo last year that was yeah. a good costume too you do Halloween right TV. I
0: I, I get in I basically just choose who I want to be for the day that makes sense that sounds really stupid <laughs> like I'm a, like, well that's what Halloween like. is oh no, yes but there's nothing better than just immersing yourself in that character it's so fun it's awesome it's not, and not in a weird way. Like, I don't make people call me that and, like, stuff like that. But there's nothing better than walking into a party and just call me Han. Motley Crue with, like, the, the horns up. It's so fun. So that was my first one on my list. You know, not to be so recency biased, but this year. It That's absolutely, your number
1: one? Number one?
0: It's, I don't know if it's my number one, but since we're talking about it, I just figured I'd mention it. It was really fun being Nikki Six of Motley Crue. Even though I, I I digress, no one really knew exactly who I was. <clears throat> but that's fine, because it was just fun to do, if that makes sense. We yes. had the whole squad on board, so it was a good time.
1: Okay, I'm going to start with my number one. Shout out to my mom, Anne-Marie Collins. She made a lot of my Halloween costumes growing up. I had some fire, fire Halloween costumes in elementary school. I had a number one, peanut butter and jelly. I was with my buddy Chris. He were Smuckers, and I was Jeff. And we oh. had these, you know those little hampers? That fold up, yeah. (laughs) My mom like got like fabric and like designed over it, and we were literally like peanut butter and jelly bottles. It was a a fire costume for my mom.
0: No, that is awesome, smucker's and Jeff.
1: Yeah, smucker's and yeah. To be honest, though, like looking back at it, maybe we should have went strawberry and Jeff, strawberry jam. Grape jelly is not good. I do not like grape jelly.
0: Well, grape jelly stick is like the English muffin breakfast deal. Isn't that kind of the thing with, with grape jelly?
1: I guess. I feel like yeah, I, I, you got to be crazy to just throw straight grape jelly. I feel like you got to go either mixed berry or you just throw straight the strawberry. Yeah, I'm I just not, can't I'm not do a jelly it.
0: guy, period. I don't eat jelly on anything. Apple so jelly,
1: I, too. I don't even know if it's apple jelly, but it's, like, in that smutters little thing when you go to, like, a diner. That stinks. Orange marmalade is unedible. If you eat orange marmalade, you actually should have the cops called on you.
0: I mean, that is, like, psychotic, I feel. like I don't even eat jelly, and that's something that I would stay away from. But, yeah. Or uh, peanut butter and jelly. That's a very good costume. Shout out your mom for, for putting Dude, that Dude,
1: she, down. I mean, she was burning to heat for about, I, I got a couple other ones on the list that she made but what was your number two
0: my number two i was uh you know my family my extended family we go over to my grandma's and grandpa's house every every halloween we do a, a little you know a party there's always a theme you gotta dress up for the theme one year it was disney so i was aladdin i was oh I was, I had, you know i had the the fez on and like a purple vest and i had a monkey on my shoulder and it there was, you go i carried around a lamp it was a good time that was fun
1: have you seen the new aladdin like the live action one
0: Yes, it's all right.
1: Will Smith's fantastic in that movie.
0: Will Smith has reached the point in his career where everything he does is just, you're going to watch it no matter what. But it's, he started- Even, two-
1: I did not watch Gemini, man. I will say that, but-
0: Okay, I didn't either.
1: But, <laughs> but <I'm pretty laughs> so right. maybe that, I, maybe, I maybe point, point is wrong. Yeah, right? will,
0: Smith, will Smith was a pretty good genie. Uh, you know, fire. Filled, just filled fire music. Williams' shoes pretty well. But yeah, Aladdin is my favorite Disney movie. Uh, really? King, yes, favorite. Number one, Lion King 2. That's kind of a hot take because everyone loves The Lion King. That's like number one up here and everything. <sighs> the Aladdin thing about it,
1: every time I say like Disney movies, I always just like to say Pixar movies, which is that doesn't really count.
0: Well, yeah.
1: Like, no, I mean, you know I mean? It, like, it just factually does not count. When I think about Disney movies, whew, I don't know. I feel like I was more just a Pixar guy.
0: Yeah. <laughs> no, me too, in totality, for sure. But my favorite Disney movie, like the classics.
1: Yeah, Aladdin's had some fire in it. Yes got some be, Any, yeah. and I, i'll be honest i was kind of a little mermaid guy because my sister loved a little mermaid
0: hey it's a good movie
1: and this, so i mean
2: this might I be think next week's we, like we had those awards. like
1: offshoot like little mermaid 2 with little mermaid 3 like vhs's yeah. and there was fire in those it was like king neptune was this he had some pipes in those movies
0: so you're basically telling me you're a Little Mermaid franchise guy. You like the franchise. You like the characters. You like the you know the, the songs, all that good stuff? There's
1: a, Under the Sea is a top 10 song of all time. It's a fantastic <laughs> song. And <laughs> Flounder. Are you kidding me? Flounder is so hype. I love Flounder. I am actually be Flounder for Halloween next year.
0: Do it. You can get someone. <laughs> that'd, that'd be electric. If you actually do that, you're going to have to come back. To yes.
1: Line. I just... <laughs> the be flounder as a 22 year old person would be a yeah, be great great costume idea okay Good number two costume. costume number two costume i gotta go with me being ray mysterio when i was in second grade and the, uh, my mom's probably listening right now she's angry this was a store-bought one but the thing that made it so funny is i had a white Under Armour and if you know who ray mysterio is he has some tattoos on his stomach I, like, wrote the tattoos out on my white Under Armour. And, I, I, I mean, I wasn't, like, a fat kid, but I had a little gut. So, I, my little gut is just hanging out in this Under Armour. And I got, like, Mexico tattooed under my stomach. Like, I, I, on that the Under Armour.
0: Real, it's been- ju-
1: it was just laugh out loud funny. And that was, like, at the peak of my WWE, like, love. Looking back at it, I probably should have been Shawn Michaels, but I don't know if that would have been appropriate for a second grader to be Shawn Michaels. So, well, you know
0: what? I, I don't know. I'm not gonna lie, I know nothing about WWE. Whenever you and Rabs talk about it, I'm always just kind of like I hang back. But from the sound of it, I mean you went all out. It was dedication. You did the oh, tattoo and yeah, everything. So you have to go
1: out. Elementary Halloween is elementary Halloween and elementary Valentine's Day are top like oh elementary. I love elementary valentine's day so much. You just had so many good candies.
0: Yes. It's There's just all- oh, you know what, too,
1: because you also you as, have fun dip, too, and I love fun dip.
0: I was going to say, as a noted non-chocolate guy, thanks to last week's Sparty Awards, you probably love the Valentine's Day candy because it's all oh. it's all fruity and it's it's different. You know, it's good. It's good. It's all it good. Is. I love it, too. Even as too. a chocolate guy. Okay. What, what, what's your number three? My number three was I was Michael Jackson one year from Thriller. I had the jacket, like the red leather Ooh. jacket. And, and How I old were you? I was in fifth grade. So oh, wow. Yeah, 11, I think I was 11 years old, 10 or 11.
1: Were so you moonwalking was, at school? Like you have, you um, have to fully commit to that, right? Well,
0: the thing was, is everyone kept asking me and I was like, I don't know how I can't. So whatever, but that was really fun. I, I wore one glove. I had the jacket, which, you know, one glove is from Billy Jean for all the, for all the Michael Jackson stands out there. I know, I know I didn't do it exactly right, but I had to wear the one glove with the jacket.
1: That yeah, I think that, that separates you when you do the one love for my for Michael J. Like it doesn't matter if it's just from Billy Jean. Billy Jean's no, exactly. a fire song. Fire it is a- song.
0: He's got many better ones than that, but it's a fire song.
1: Yes. Okay. Number three costume. Uh, I, I I'm gonna go with Luigi. And listen to this, my mom, this was before they had a store bought Luigi costume. My mom, I went as Luigi solo. I didn't have a Mario because I didn't like Mario. I liked Luigi. So se- second grade, I, no, third grade, I think my mom made me a Luigi costume and it was so good and so spot on. And it's just funny that I ever was just like, I want to be Luigi by myself. Like looking back at that, that was just a bizarre move. Well, how old were you at that time? second grade i was it was like, like peak age peak it was like peak ds like i was playing super marios on the ds religiously playing mario three Out three hoops on the ds religiously I, mean, I had my mario baseball on the gamecube well, i was gonna the, say I, that
0: that's your favorite game of all time Isn't it's the best you
1: know, game of all time playing mario super like it was peak me just being obsessed with mario video games so, and, and, and luigi was my guy if i could have been yoshi i probably would have been yoshi but I, 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 that's just too much of a burden putting on Amari. If I, if I'm making her make a Yoshi costume, like that's yeah, just too be, much. That's just Yoshi that's is just great. being selfish.
0: Yeah, Yoshi's great. My favorite Nintendo character is Donkey Kong. For the record, I know you. Donkey probably, Kong is hype. Oh, you like him? Okay, He's I, so I just, usually you and I disagree on that kind of stuff. You like
1: you don't know like if you don't like Donkey Kong, you don't like fun.
0: Well, I love Donkey Kong. People don't understand. Donkey Kong was the first game Mario appeared in donkey kong made mario
1: also i will say this donkey kong the donkey kong bongos game that was kind of like rock band is a top 10 bad game i've ever bought just just stunk
0: i I never had it it was
1: like you get the like the bongos it just was not fun whoever thought it was a good idea it stunk (sighs) They figured it out nintendo like that nintendo did like try to move into the music game that they just never were cornering that market that was just a terrible decision
0: Yeah, that was not great. It didn't really stand the test of time either. No, it did not. All right, let's move on, I guess. Uh, My fourth costume to round out my top four Sparty Awards Halloween costumes of my lifetime. I was a blue Power Ranger in kindergarten.
1: Um,
0: Now, I will say this, full disclosure, I didn't even watch the Power Rangers. I wasn't really a Power Rangers guy, but the suit was so cool. And like the blue was so vibrant and sharp and I just wanted to be that. So I was, we saw it at the store and I was like, "I." and that was, you know, Collins, I was kind of like you, I was similar to you in the sense that, you know, my mom didn't ever want to spend $40 on a store bought costume. She usually, you know, we either put them together with stuff we already had or yeah, just worked some magic here and there. Power Ranger was one of probably three costumes in my entire life that I I bought from the store. So there's that, it was just fun. I thought it looked cool.
1: I know my mom's listening and there's a very, and so there's like a story, Kyle, who's basically been our second producer today with all the fat checking. There's a story about how my mom made this awesome power Rangers costume. And then our neighbor just got the store bought one. And my brother was like a kindergartner or whatever. So he's kind of a brat and he was, couldn't stop crying because he wanted the store bought one instead of the one my mom spent like hours making. (laughs)
0: well at the very least yeah that's
1: just like like, the like i i can't imagine that's like just a nightmare having a kid you're just like oh my god like i hate i I would hate my kid i don't know how my mom still loves him after something like that you spend five hours (laughs) making a power ranger costume what a thankless job are you kidding me it sounds
0: like like you took a little of the pain away because you were always very no i i I probably
1: i was probably worse than kyle i was probably just like mom (laughs) this peanut butter and jelly is terrible may fit fits this part or something. i probably, I don't know. Well, We're all
0: yeah. kind of idiots. As, like,
1: five-year-olds. No, my final pick. I, I got to go first grade. I was Drew Stanton. And when I mean I was Drew Stanton, I got pads. I had a helmet. I had like the real, I, we got like the pants. We got a legit Drew Stan Michigan State football jersey that my sister still has. Drew Stan growing up was my favorite athlete like ever, like ever. And that just shows how sad of a life it was to be a Michigan State football fan. in those days with the John Owl, I mean, I loved Drew Stan loved him, And I, I, it was, Oh, I love that costume so much. I, and, and I'm going to do honorable mentions because my mom made me a couple other ones. The mound, my mom made me a mound do can too. I was in Mount can one year, and it was so detailed in design. It's probably one of the best costumes, like homemade costumes I ever saw made. But I, if we're talking about personal, if I'm being honest, I loved when I was Drew Stanton. I felt like I was on top of the world. I felt like I was I, I was running the Michigan State offense in 2006.
0: No, that's great. And I feel like we've mentioned this before. Like I feel like I kind of knew this in the back of my head, but you saying Drew Stanton there for a Halloween costume threw me for a loop. In the best way possible, because that's electric. That's awesome.
1: I love Drew sand. Still, Wait, do. I,
0: I might have missed it when you were talking. You didn't wear a helmet, did you? Did you oh, a- I had a
1: helmet. I had a helmet.
0: You had a helmet.
1: Yeah, not a legit helmet, but we we like one of those like kid helmets. You know what I yeah, mean? Yeah,
0: plastic ones. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but we we made sure it was the same face mask that Drew Sand had. It we, 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 like we were we we were pretty locked in on that costume.
0: Okay, shout out your parents. That's incredible. That's incredible. We have
1: pads. The fact that we have pads was the most yeah. preposterous part of it.
0: Pads with a legit jersey, too. The jersey has to fit over the pads.
1: I, it was it was a scene. And, and, like, the commitment by me to wear pads to school all day. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but I – I will. Yeah. Hank, Hank what, what was your favorite Halloween costume
2: growing up? Yeah, I was thinking about this. And I I can't remember very well. Like, you don't um,
1: remember what you were for? You don't? No, remember I, have a couple, a I have a couple. I
2: have a couple. I have a couple. I mean, I remember one year. No, actually, I think, I think multiple years. I was Stitch from Lilo and Stitch. Love that. I loved yeah. Lilo. You
1: no, know what that might be my favorite Disney movie. I loved Lilo and Stitch growing yeah.
2: up. Yeah, yeah. That that was, that was. I did that a couple of years. Um, I, did I you ever play like Stitch? I did, dude. I I have a very good stitch impression. Maybe I'll show you. Oh no! Time.
1: I now you have to say it. You I don't, don't think it.
2: I can do that on air. I don't know if I can do that on a little air. Little nervous. I don't have that kind of you know fortitude, but A little nervous. <laughs> you don't want to do it. Yeah, I got a. I'm a little gun shy, but okay. Maybe not sweet. Yeah, I'll work. I'll work myself up to it. Uh, I also remember Spider Man was a with the classic one. Oh,
1: I I was Spider Man one year.
2: Yeah, yeah. I um. Uh, I don't know. I I think I might have done that for a few years too. Spider-Man. Yeah. I don't know. I was like really, really obsessed with Spider-Man. Like
0: that's, I still awesome. am, dude. I love Spider-Man. Yeah.
2: I, I, I still think he's the best superhero. But
0: sweet. Yeah. Hey, when, when, Spider-Man's the best one. I got Tom Holland. I will not take no, it. No, 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 no. Are
2: you a Toby guy? You're Toby Maguire. Toby man. McGuire, man. Let's go.
0: Dude. Oh, Tom Holland fits the part better. He's actually like a teenager and he's like, No,
1: I, I'm an Andrew Garfield guy. You guys can oh, no, take both of them. Oh my god. No, liked, are you kidding? I he
2: was terrible, Trent.
0: No, I liked I liked that movie, I guess. I liked the lizard movie. That was that was a good one. The
2: original, the original Spider-Man trilogy is the best. I mean, hands down.
0: Well, that director's that. also from Michigan State, so shout out.
2: <laughs> Anyways, I was also sure. Captain Jack Sparrow one year. So oh, was, wow. I,
0: I, that almost made the cut for me. I love being Captain Jacks. Yeah, that, that was, was a good one. hilarious. And that I, was when
2: we went all out. I mean, we had the rings and the necklace. I mean, I, I still kind of dress like that. Really. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. You know,
2: but, uh, yeah, that was a good one. And then I got I got through this back, too. When I had shorter hair, I made a pretty good Maverick from Top Gun. There you go. When I when you know I I, I can
0: totally see. You kind of resemble Tom Cruise a little bit in the face. Oh, A little bit. Come on well he's got
1: blonde hair flowing to his shoulders how does he resemble well tom i'm saying Bruce? when you when i had shorter
2: oh. hey when i had shorter hair i did kind of pull it off a little bit with the but, glasses on too
1: i can totally right, see right right you're, you're, you're talking to a person who loves tom cruise i have a tom cruise cocktail poster up in my room <laughs> uh, in my apartment right now so i love tom cruise i might be tom cruise from cocktail next year that might be my costume hey you I don't think you anyone have, knows what that movie is i love you that could movie
2: be a, you could be a risky business guy you kind of look like that too
1: I don't think I've ever seen Risky Business. Also, I wanted to say this: I hate Pirates of the Caribbean, and What's, it gets my roommates so mad. I hate it.
0: It's it's an electric franchise. You're missing out. You yeah. To, no, you. It's it's fantastic. I will not take the slander on this podcast. It's so, <laughs> Do you like think Pirates it's funny? Caribbean.
1: I don't think it's funny.
0: I never it's bought hilarious. Captain
1: Jack Shenanigans, even when I
2: was like ten. I was like, this guy stinks. He's he's awesome. Dude,
0: he, he's that insane.
2: franchise is so good. You, you, wait, you're slandering Johnny Depp right now? Captain Jack? Is that what you're slandering?
1: Johnny Depp just gives me like I don't like I've I think that's like someone like face value when I was eight years old. I looked at him and I was like yeah, I, I just don't like that guy. Just I don't, I don't know what it I think it was after Charlie Nachalta Factory, the second saying. one. I'll never forgive him. I'll never was forgive him.
0: It was probably the Willy Wonka. I think a lot of people kind of were off Johnny Depp after no, that. No, it's like
1: I, I can't trust this guy ever again if he yeah. even thought this
2: was remotely a good no, idea. No, I agree because I when I s I couldn't believe that was him. I, I was it like, was Who scary. Is this guy? Yeah, yeah, it was, it was weird. I didn't that like was a it. very weird look. You're right. I'll give you that.
1: I'm trying to well, think if I, I, have think. I have any more. Honorable mentions. This is where I wish we can get the fans involved in the show a little bit. Well, but. I
2: got one. I got one for my sister. I was the, I don't remember this. I was the Mad Hatter, I guess. From oh, Alice from uh, Alice in Wonderland. I, for, yeah. for some reason, I remember the hat, but I don't remember actually being the Mad Hatter. I don't know. That's kind of, a, that's out of left field, dude. I don't know.
1: My mom made my brother's friends in eighth grade, a Teletubby costume. That was awesome. My mom made my sister a tennis ball. She was a tennis ball. Just like a little puffy <laughs> tennis ball, it was so. I actually went as it, like as a high schooler, but it's it just it, it literally said pen on the front. That was a good costume. Uh, other than that, I think I was Buzz Lightyear a couple of years. Buzz Lightyear's my guy, oh, not a Woody do. guy. If you like Woody over Buzz, I mean, he'd kick rocks, but you know,
0: I'm pretty sure my brother Miles was Woody one year. I'll have to fact check that. I think he was Woody, seriously.
1: I love Woody, but I mean, it, no, it no, pushed... don't,
0: don't backtrack. No, no, you... no,
1: no. If push comes to shove, Buzz is my guy. He's he's in my coaching tree. He's my guy.
0: Okay, but Tim Allen or Tom Hanks? Tim
1: Allen? Are you kidding me? Have you watched oh, One Improvement at like six thirty in the morning on TBS <laughs> on a Saturday?
0: I forgot you're a, huge, you're a huge like sitcom guy. You love Reba. I forgot.
1: Yeah, I mean, who doesn't like Reba?
0: Yeah, I, I, Reba. <laughs> if you have watched Reba for more than ten
1: minutes, you're like, this show is fantastic. <laughs> that, I'll just tell you that. Fair point. I'm just saying, Reba, 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 shout out Barbara Jean, just an absolute superstar in that show. But I I, I think we're going to take a quick break here. After the break, we're going to get into the NFL, total to the Lions, help Hank with his fantasy team, and I give our weekly picks. I, I, watch out, guys. I'm getting, starting to get hot, but keep it locked in here at WDBM. Back here at the Green and White Report, Ryan Collins, Trent Bally. About 35 minutes, will kick off in the NFL. TB's had his Marvin Jones jersey on. He's out. He's at the whole Bally crew in Skyview right now. Are you – how – did you make the boys some food? or Are you guys doing pizza? What's going on? You make your famous
0: chili? Well, you know what? I, I didn't make the famous chili. I didn't do that. I, I haven't done that at all yet this year, actually. It's kind of – I, when, you do, that, when you do i'll
1: come over when you do
0: okay okay well, well whenever whenever we get rabs up here to watch a game we'll do the chili
1: should we we should just have a chili truck off because I've, I've been getting in the midst of the chili game i use my mom's recipe pretty solid good white bean chili
0: is it sweet or spicy chili
1: it's white chili so it's not like
0: oh i see
1: i didn't think they made sweet chili what are you talking about what well, is it's that not,
0: it's not like sweet it's just not. It, it tastes more tomatoy than spicy.
1: Maybe I don't know the chili vocabulary as well as I thought I did.
0: Well, I don't think I do either. I might be making stuff up, but whatever. It, I think you
1: might be, but I, I could also be completely wrong, so who knows?
0: Well, it's it's Sunday, regardless. No, we don't yes. have any plans for food, but there will be food. We'll figure it out. I think I might make pigs in a blanket. I got stuff. There you
1: go. There you go.
0: But I don't have enough for everybody. That's. Oh. The, I have enough for, like, two people.
1: Dude, pigs in a blanket, just... My favorite hors d'oeuvre ever. It is just so good. I don't dip it in anything either. No ketchup, no mustard. You don't have to. I, it's They're just so good.
0: No, they're I dip just it
1: so good.
0: definitely don't have to dip it. It's one of those foods where you can eat it without dipping it. Like chicken nuggets, you have to dip it. Am I wrong about that?
1: Yeah, it depends. If it's a good spicy nugget, maybe you can just have one plain one out of the batch yeah, of 10. That, but, that yeah. Food, you, the you Spicy
0: you, nuggets, you, it already has its own flavor, though, so you you don't yeah, need
1: Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. You usually need a mittens, a ranch, or a buffalo sauce. You are right.
0: Yeah. So okay. I mean, I, yeah. I don't know how we got up this yeah, whole topic. This that start, we start that. Here we are. Yeah.
1: Start the NFL segment the of the NFL show. For a half hour. But I'll tell you, I mean, that was the most Lions-Stafford-era win of all time last week. The, beat, a, beat a bad team in a very – I, and I don't even know how to talk, like describe the game. They obviously got very lucky that Todd Gurley did not go down and stuff, but they, I mean, they capitalized on opportunity. Stafford made two or three fantastic plays, and the Lions won. The Lions are now 500. Playing the Indianapolis Colts later, we'll make our predictions, but they're in position now to make a run at making the playoffs.
0: Yeah, Collins, we've talked at length on the Motown Rundown, another plug. If you want our full thoughts on the Falcons game, go check that out. But yes, Lions pulling it out somehow, Stafford getting it done. And, And these are just the vintage Matthew Stafford Detroit Lions comeback games that we love to see, even if you're not even a Lions fan. It's exciting. It's so fun to watch. The cardiac cats. It's great stuff. But here's the thing in terms of this Colts game coming up here. Yes, the Lions are at three and three after starting one and three. And you've now kind of crescendoed into this Colts game. You started with the Jaguars out of the bye week at one and three. You some, you, you beat them, basically beat the brakes off them as you should have. They're a bad team. And I think that game really separated the lions from that bottom, bottom, bottom tier of the NFL. Like yeah. the Jaguars are one of the three worst teams. The lions are not, you know what I mean? So that's what I we thought learned. they
1: were. So I was wrong. Well, I yeah, wrong.
0: you weren't alone either. You know, a lot of people thought the lions were one of the three worst teams in the league, but you kind of proved that wrong there. Then you go you take it to the Falcons game. Falcons obviously a one and five record going into last Sunday, but they're talented as hell. I mean, there's talent all over that field. You got, you know, Julio Jones obviously could be, you know, for one catch to save my life, might be the best receiver in football still. Uh Matt Ryan is more than capable of beating you. Calvin Ridley, uh Gage, all those boys, and, and obviously uh Todd Gurley. So that, that's just a talented team. Obviously, you know, a subpar defense in the Lions, that's essentially what won them the game. You take advantage there on that last drive. But now here you are, you're playing a good team for the first time since the Saints game. So for the first time since before the bye week, you're playing a good team, like the Indianapolis Colts. I'm not going to oversell the Colts. I've been saying all year that I think the Colts are fool's gold. I've been picking against them. It hasn't really done me great, but I, I, don't, I don't have the record in front of me. But the teams the Colts have beaten don't exactly impress me. I think they beat the Browns. They lost to the Jaguars week one. You know what I mean? It's weird. And with Phillip Rivers, I mean, that's kind of the microcosm story of his career. You never know what you're going to get with that guy. And I just think especially, you know, the Lions Lions beat Phil Rivers in the last meeting. It was last season, 10 to 13, beat the Chargers. But I, I, I just think no matter what Phil Rivers you get today, I think the Lions have enough in the tank. I'm bought back in. To the whole three and three, you know, you can make the playoffs. Now you can get to nine and seven, you can get to 10 and six, maybe if everything goes right, just looking at the schedule ahead. But this, I mean, this is a huge game. We'll make the picks later, but just given the context of where the Lions were at one and three, beating the Jaguars, beating the Falcons in in crazy fashion. And now here you are at three and three, you got a new opportunity. If the Lions come out and lay an egg today, it's going to be really hard for me to have any hope going into next week, just because that's how this works. But
1: yeah, this I, I, we said this a lot on Motown Rundown, shameless plug, that this is kind of like a springboard game because it, it, I, like, you look at their schedule coming up, they have a lot of games they can win, like, until they see the Packers and maybe like six weeks. Like, they, they, there's a lot of winnable games on the schedule, especially because, I mean, the Bears and the Vikings don't look good. No. And you got to see those guys a couple more times. So, I, I, the thing about this Lions team, the defense has looked at pretty solid the last couple of weeks. That is another – like, I know Phillip Rivers is going to go up and down the field on you. By the way, Phillip Rivers, surprisingly, looks very good in a Colts jersey. It's very weird.
0: Yeah, I think he looks fine. I think it's the number 17 that just fits him. I don't, I don't
1: know I don't, what it is. I, I think he looks kind of good in it. It's kind of weird. I don't know why I mentioned that. But I they haven't beaten anyone really good this year except the Cardinals, and they were really fortunate in that game that Tyler Murray played like, – just did not play well so i i'm not all in yet and that's just my personality as alliance fan i said this on a motown rundown too this week i don't think i've been the same since that 2017 loss to the falcons 10 center runoff like i i like i i think that day i sold a part of my soul to not do it like I, i like half of it was like broken that day i can't use it anymore so i i I, they have, if they win today, I think I buy in though. I, I, I truly do. I, I And, and I, I, and I don't think, I don't think you're wrong. If you buy in either. And you'll hear the people on 97 one, you'll hear Vilenis say, like, Oh, you're an idiot. If you buy in or like, if they're four and three and seven teams in the playoffs now, and you yes. looked at the upcoming upcoming schedule, you would have to be an idiot not to try and buy in because this team has a very good opportunity to do to the playoffs.
0: That's the other fold of this that nobody's talking about for some reason, it doesn't get brought up at all. Seven teams make the playoffs now. And yes, given the schedule the Lions have going forward, we talk about it at nauseum every show, it seems like, but you still play the Washington football team and the Vikings two times and the Panthers who are, you know, injury riddled, all that stuff. There's opportunities for wins on the board. And yes, Collins, you're exactly right. If after starting one and three, you're four and three. Now, you know, if you beat the Colts today, that's monumental for this team, and you, I, I would think you're correct to buy in. You know, I would argue. Yeah, I,
1: that's what I'm saying. Like, I, I think you have to be an idiot if they win today and you don't buy in. Like, <laughs> and, and, and I'm a pessimist. I'm a Lions pessimist. My dad literally just all is in my ear. Oh, they're never gonna win anything, Ryan. Why do you root for them? As he's yelling at the TV too. Yeah. As a closet Lions fan, but I, I, I just I like I don't think I can be objectively. Like I can't objectively talk about this team and say they don't like have an opportunity to make the playoffs if they win this. Like they have an opportunity yes. to make the playoffs.
0: Yes, and and another another important thing that not to are
1: doom and about, gloom all year. I'm just saying, like I'm just not going to do that.
0: We're gonna have to keep an eye on it here. It looks like okay. Desmond Trufant not playing today. Well, I guess there's a chance that uh, Justin Coleman plays. Activated yesterday, so you know it, the Lions are gonna get some depth back at corner. The Lions, you know, and you know what? Actually, just audible quickly, the Colts' calling card is their defense. The Colts' defense yeah. is, is rock solid, you know, Darius Leonard and all those boys. So, I think this game, I mean, it's going to come down to the Lions' offense versus the uh, the Colts' defense. It, as crazy as this might sound, and maybe it doesn't sound so crazy, I don't know, depending on how much stock you put in Phil Rivers, I'm not worried. You know, this defense, I think yeah, this Phil is – Phil Rivers kind of stinks. Well, I mean like he, he's not. You're, you're exactly right. He's kind of entered the twilight of his career. I mean, he did a couple of years ago, but he's still in the twilight of his career. And the thing is, like this, it's kind of similar. I think Matt Ryan's better than Phil Rivers is right now, obviously. But it's similar to how I felt last week. Like Matt Ryan is capable of beating you, of course. Philip Rivers is capable of beating you, but I'm just not too worried. The Lions are going to let it get out of hand. You know, he's not going to. He's not going to. You know, bust open the field and take the top off every time. It's just not going to happen. So I, I'm not extremely apprehensive there. I am more worried about what this Colts defense, I think this Colts defense is the number one uh, passing defense. Is that correct? I don't know. They're, they're the number one fantasy defense against the quarterback, whatever that means. So I, I just, it's going to come down to Matt Stafford and if he can make the plays. And obviously I am very faithful in that to happen. So that's kind of my X factor here. I just trust nine in this game. And I think the Lions get it done.
1: But Stafford looked real, for the first time, I I don't think the numbers were, like, super, super great. But at the end of that game, he looked like Stafford. And there's been a couple times this year where he's not – he's not been bad or anything. He just hasn't been what you've seen out of Stafford the last five years. So – and what you saw last year in the limited time that he played. So that was encouraging. One thing I want to say before we get to Haynes' fantasy football advice – Do you like the gray jerseys? I don't think we've ever talked about this.
0: I don't like them that much. I don't like so
1: bad. Why do they? It makes no sense.
0: My gripe with the Lions jerseys will never end, dude. I they need to make the numbers white on the blue jerseys with a gray outline. It will look just like it did with Barry Sanders. It'll look so clean. The color rush jerseys. I mean, I get every team has one. I don't really know what I would do differently necessarily, so I can't really talk because you can't you can't do black. You cannot do black because of the 2008 0-16 season, you can't do it. So I don't really – I don't have room to talk, but, no, I don't like them. I think they're ugly, and the Lions, I think, are now 2-2 two and two in them, so I'm not really married to them, you know? It's not like it's not like the Lions throwback unis that they use that they have literally never won in.
2: But so there's fire. Where?
0: No, they, they are, but the Lions have got to be 0-6 in those jerseys, dude. They, they do They not- I mean,
1: they wore them on Thanksgiving for, like, 10 years, and I think they won, like, once. There was a Dre Bly in 3 and it's like a bad like yeah. yeah that I that's like the funny thing growing up is like when I was like a little bit younger as a Lions and you're like in 08 and they're just so bad and they're like they, they do all the history it's like the history of the gobbler and it's just all the opposing teams that have played the Lions and Dre Bly. It was like that for 10 years.
0: That one yeah, that one year that Dre Bly just went off.
1: Yeah. Shout out Dre Bly. I love Dre Bly. He's in yeah, yeah. North Carolina, North Carolina DB's coach. Dre Bly. I love Dre, Dre Bly.
0: Good for him. I didn't really wake up this morning thinking we'd be mentioning Dre Bly here on the Green and White Rolls. It's such Dre a cool Bly, name.
1: I love Dre Bly. Love Dre Bly. But let's hit the hand. Help Hank's fantasy football team. Hank, take your away.
2: Help Hank's fantasy football team. Best segment of the show, boys, because you're helping me we You gotta out get a lot. better name for that. I mean, it, it doesn't roll off the tongue very well, does it? No, it doesn't. But yeah. continue. Anyways, this week we're focusing on Stefan Diggs. I uh, provided for you in the doc a screenshot of my lineup. Thank you. But I I
1: still want you to explain to our listeners the context of the move.
2: Okay, here – I took Stephon Diggs out of my lineup for the first time all season. I'm yielding the spots to A.J. Brown, Justin Jefferson, and this week a little wild card, Deontay Johnson. Who went off last week. He did. He's had injury problems all year. But the reason I took out Stephon Diggs – the Bills, and especially Josh Allen after a huge, like, crazy start, doesn't look that great. Yeah, I
1: I don't know about this move. I think Diggs is going to get more touches than Johnson does. And Pittsburgh just spreads the ball out, so you never know who's really going to get going. I love Stephon Dids as a player. He, is, he. I think he's a stud. I would keep Dids in your lineup.
0: Well, first of all, Hank, as a noted Vikings fan and a diehard Vikings fan, I commend you for having Stefan Diggs on your team because I am so stupid like that. Like I wouldn't be able to have, you know, You're like, petty. You're a petty yeah, guy. No, I mean, put it this way. Like I never would have picked Eric Ebron ever. You know what I mean? It's just one <laughs> yeah. of those things where I'm, I'm just not going to do that. I never would have picked Amir Abdullah after he left and bashed the franchise. You know what I mean? So I'm just not, so I commend you there. I'm looking at your team here, dude. you got a very compelling argument as far as the Bills go because I, I am a Bills guy in that division. I've always really, you know, the Bills never won anything. You kind of want to see them win. So I, I, I've I always kind of, and I like Josh Allen. I like what they're doing. They're playing New England, and I definitely think that this is a make-or-break game for New England here. They fall to 2-5. and five. They're definitely going to have some issues going into, you know, I think they're just going to be, I don't know if they're necessarily going to be in the Trevor Lawrence sweepstakes at that point, but they'll definitely be in the Justin Fields sweepstakes and, and what have you, even though his stock is skyrocketing. But it's weird because I think Bill Belichick feels the pressure here. I think he's going to put together a masterpiece of a defensive plan. So I would leave Stefan Diggs on your bench, I guess. I and guess another, disagree with Collins.
2: Here's another Here's another interesting little tidbit. I am actually starting Ryan Tannehill for the first time and putting Josh Allen, Josh Allen on my bench, who's been my quarterback all year. So I'm taking so both Bills players out this week.
0: If you're gonna if you're gonna go with the game plan with Diggs, you got to roll with it with Allen too, then, right? I mean, you got. I think so.
2: Yeah. If, if I'm picking the Patriots, then I'm picking the Patriots, man.
0: Exactly. If you're gonna if you're gonna not play the receiver, then you can't play the quarterback. What's the point?
2: Here's Collins, and if you don't like Deontay Johnson, you might also like T. Higgins with a favorable matchup on my bench as well. Are you like in an eight-team league? How do you have all these receivers? No, I'm in a. i am mean in I, mean I mean, it's a ten-team league, but. You know, I I kind of like playing with.
1: Do you guys worked, watch
2: sports? I work the waiver wire, like, unbelievably. Is your team good? Uh, I had a rough start, but like I said, look at the, uh, my waiver wire pickups are just What's Jefferson's your line?
1: what's your record? That's all I want to know. Four and
2: three, four and three. Okay,
1: that's so not good. bad. Your team's pretty good.
2: Yeah. Let's move but, on to pets. Yeah,
1: you're right. Let's move on. We had to keep keep the show sharp. Yeah.
2: I don't know how, I don't know if that one helped me this week. We had a 50 50 split here, but we're going to roll with what we had. Start deads. Trust me.
0: Don't start them. Trust me.
2: (laughs) (laughs) All right. Let's move into the picks here. I'm waiting for. Are you going to say the
1: records? Because I'm, I feel like I'm a sharp now.
2: Not really, but I'm above 500. You are still above 500. You're hovering. There we go. You're hovering. Trent, you had a good week too. So, Collins. (laughs) I you had went, a great week. Not a good I had a great week. I went You, you had five. a good week. You had a really good week. You did. Let's, Let's let expect... let Hank get the records out. We're talking over them.
0: All right, go for it, Hank.
2: Collins, you went seven and six last week. You're uh, just, yeah, you're staying at 41, 38, and three. Trent Bally with an eight and five week last week. 37, 42, and three. So
0: you know, you're you're fighting you your way back a little bit. Yeah, one week at a time, man. One week at a time. If I finish the season at 500, I'm a happy man.
2: All right. I don't know what's going on. We got we got no music. That's fine. All right. We don't need the music. Hey, it's we don't all right. It. We'll bring our own energy. I have to do it live. Just so bad. But there we go. We'll do it live. Here we go. First game. Rams favored three and a half points traveling to play the dolphins.
1: I think the Rams win by a hundred. I know it's yep. Tua's first start. I yeah. I see like differing opinions on it. I think it's a stupid move. Like, yeah, I, I think that you know Ryan Fitzmagic magic is let him have like two or three bad games. And then you bring to it like I, I yep. saying that maybe just like one game like he has one off game and then you bring two in the midst. I think it's just kind of a weird move to make in the middle of the season. Maybe to us just that much better than fits. So I uh, it could be that or it could be like, hey, let's get more eyeballs on our team. If you're a Miami Dolphin fan, I, I, I don't know. I didn't like the move. I thought it was weird. I think the Rams win by 100.
0: Yeah, you know, Collins, I'm with you. We're not gonna elaborate on it a ton. I just don't I don't understand the move. I believe the Dolphins are three and three, correct? Yes. And that division is still, I don't want to say wide open, but it's winnable. Not the Patriots yes. are juggernaut anymore. So I don't really get the move either. You're three and three with Tan or not Tannehill, uh, Fitzpatrick. So I don't understand the Tua move. And with that being said, I don't think Tua's gonna really play that great. This line is the way it is because two is playing. They're trying to suck you right in. But yeah, I think the Rams win comfortably. We'll see. I mean, yeah. I, the only half, are you kidding they win by at least yeah they win I, by least. I
1: the only way they made this move though is that Tua is this head and shoulders above fitzpatrick but the thing about it the reaction after they made the move it wasn't like that that's why that's why i'm
0: exactly and the Rams are a good team people forget the Rams are good so
2: yeah they got good I, defense.
0: I don't fan really this line at all but
2: okay next game Raiders traveling to play the browns Browns favored minus one and a half
1: Raiders money line. I Browns lose Odell Beckham. But I mean he I mean he wasn't having a great year by any stretch of the imagination. But I, I don't know. This is the the Raiders are one of those teams so you win two in a row, they lose two in a row. They 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 just kind of play their competition. I think Derek Carr has a good day today. Raiders win.
0: I'm gonna do some Ryan Collins mental gymnastics here. I'm gonna pick the Browns simply because Baker Mayfield looked exceptional once Odell Beckham left the game. Oh my God. there you go.
1: That's what all those Browns fans are telling him.
0: Yes, exactly. gotta
1: open his eyes, so, spread the spread the ball out more.
0: Yes, yes. Beware of dogs. Apparently that's a thing for the Browns, by the way. I didn't know that until last night. So is it like the
1: same? Is it like one pride?
0: Yeah, it's on their it's on their Bud Light beer can. It says. Is So one pride. Yes. So I got the Browns. I got the Browns. They're going to make a statement today. Baker has another good game. I really believe
1: I am a Baker guy. I hope he plays well, but I don't know. I don't think so.
0: Fair.
2: Next game Vikings traveling to play the Packers Packers favorite minus six and a half skull bikes
1: Packers by a thousand. I'm sorry, Hank. I'm sorry. I have to do this to you as a resident Vikings fan. The Vikings stink. It seems like they've given up on the season. It seems like Mike Zimmer's on his way out. I think the Packers is absolutely steamrolling today.
0: Our boy, Kirk Cousins, is due for a big game. I'll take it. And I'm going to take the Vikings to cover simply because I always root against the Packers. So it's more fun if my picks and my rooting interests match up. If you haven't kind of figured out, that's how I do things. That's why I pick the Lions every week. Spoiler alert. We'll get to that later. I'll take the Vikings to cover, not necessarily win. I think Kirk Cousins has a pretty good game today.
2: Next game, Patriots travel to play the Bills. Bills favored minus four and a half. I lo-
1: I-, I like the Patriots in this spot. They they have played – they played so bad last week against San Francisco. I just cannot expect a Bill Belichick team to play like they did two weeks in a row. I, I-, I think they'll be ready to play. I think Cam Newton will play better. He was horrible last week against San Francisco. And I think the I- – I-, I think the Patriots roll today. I think that they- I- – I would take them at the money line, but I-, I like the four and a half points they're getting.
0: Yeah, Collins, we talk about how the Colts game is a springboard game for the Lions. I think this game is a springboard game for the Patriots. If they don't win this one, you know, the tide's going to turn, and I already talked about that earlier, but I think they feel that pressure. I think Cam Newton responds. I think Bill Belichick responds, and they I think they do win today, a division matchup.
2: Next game, the Jets travel to play the Chiefs. Chiefs favored at a whopping minus 20. That's like the, one of the biggest
1: lines in the last, like, 10 years.
0: And you for... love the Jets.
1: I do love the Jets. Give me the Jets and the 20 points. If Sam Darnold's playing, I think their best rider, Jameson Crowder is not expected to play their best wide receiver. They have no running back. They have nothing. 20 points in the NFL is such a preposterous number. It makes you think you should take Kansas City. I'm going to take the Jets because I like the Jets for no reason. I just like all those New York teams that stink. Like the Mets and the Jets. I just like that. I I like the
0: combination. I can get down with the Mets. I like the Mets. Um, The thing with this line for me is, yes, 20 is a lot in the NFL. Problem is the Jets, I think, had a total of three yards in the second half last week of offense. Preposterous. They cannot move the ball. They have no talent. They're trying to lose games. I'm going to take the Chiefs. 20 is a lot. I know 20 is a lot. And you might see the Chiefs kind of take their foot off the gas late in the game, and it could be a sneaky backdoor cover, whatever. I'm going to hope that's not the case. And I think the Chiefs win by at least 21. So there we go.
2: Next game, Steelers travel play the Ravens. Ravens favored minus four.
1: Uh, do you mean Steelers? I just said the Steelers. All uh, right, th- this is a springboard game for them, and I, I like we've. I, that that's the word of the day, springboard. Springboard. Yeah, springboard. I I don't know. I I, I they haven't really. It was a really good. They kind of got fortunate in that Titans game last week, especially with Josh you know, making that field goal sending the OT. I I I just said the Steelers present some problems to the Ravens that they haven't seen all year.
0: You know what? I, I Call me crazy. I actually think the Steelers are better than the Ravens from what we've seen so far. The Steelers' front seven is terrorizing. I, I just, I like their ability to, to you know, contain. I, I think they're going to keep Lamar Jackson, make him a little uncomfortable, make him throw the ball a little bit. And, you know, I know we're not really in that point in Lamar's career anymore, like last season, where we're like, oh, we got to see if he can throw. He can definitely throw the ball. I'm just saying, if you take away his legs, he's a little less effective. He's not quite the MVP player he is, obviously, because his legs are his shtick. Whatever. Long story short, I say all that to say I'll take the Steelers to cover this. I, 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 the Steelers are going to win, in my opinion.
2: Next game, Titans favored minus seven, traveling to play the Bengals. Uh I
1: Titans kind of had their off week last week. They came back, made a game against the Steelers, Bengals. Eh. Give me, I don't know what. Give me the Titans in the points. I'm taking a lot of underdogs right now, and that usually doesn't work out when you're betting on NFL. So, give me the Titans minus seven.
0: Yeah, I'm actually gonna take the Titans as well just because I like their chances. Derek Henry's just gonna gash this this Cincinnati, It's bad Cincinnati roster. And I it's gonna be a it's probably gonna be a pretty quick game. Clock's gonna keep running the whole time. Yeah. Seven's a lot though. Joe Burrow's been playing well. But I I I'm I, I got to stick with the Titans. I got the Titans.
2: Next game, Chargers. Favored minus three and a half, traveling to play the Broncos.
1: Uh Herbert. I mean, Herbert's looked like a beast. They just go deep. Like they go, that was a like mission state yesterday. They just take shots downfield all game. That's kind of what the Chargers do. They don't really have a good run game, but Herbert's looked really, really good. He reminds me of Stafford. But like he just, yeah, I, I think that's like the perfect comparison. So I'm going to take the Chargers minus three and a half.
0: I love Justin Herbert. I saw an interview with him with Colin Cowherd earlier this week. He is just such a great guy. And you know what? I, I have to walk it back because I really didn't think he'd be that good in the NFL. Coming me either
1: me either working. i did not think he he had he had this like talented guy who's a like mediocre and like is like in the league for maybe starts for five years and and just makes it like he'll have a career i just never thought he would be this like he he looks really really good
0: he already is showing promise and for that reason i'll take the Chargers. by the way this is a good point to bring up a really bad receipt from a take i made earlier this year i thought the broncos had a chance to win the AFC West, if the Chiefs had a Super Bowl hangover, the Broncos what? stink. The Broncos stink. No, so, you that know
1: you're, so bad, dude.
0: I thought I thought maybe, you know, that defense is pretty solid. You got a new coach, and then you know, Drew Locke, if he makes a little stride, you know, whatever. And the Chiefs, you know, the Chiefs start hanging around and they let teams hang around like that, like that Chargers game earlier in the year. And maybe the you know, the Broncos somehow with a bad schedule get the 12 ones. Whatever. That was my take at the beginning of the year. Didn't age well at all. Uh I, I like the Chargers today.
1: They got a lot of injury issues in Denver. But, I mean, Drew Locke, I don't even know what I think about Drew Locke. Because, I mean, I get, they kind of had, like, a really, like, good end of the season. And when they played the Lions, like, I guess he played all right. But that was their Lions team that was basically trying to lose. So, I, I mean, I don't really have a strong take on Drew Locke, other than the fact that I like that he knows all the lyrics to a Young Jeezy song. That's a really cool video.
0: I have not seen it.
1: You've not seen that video?
2: He's dancing on the sidelines.
1: No, that's three six mafia. It's not young, Jeezy. It's, yeah, it's three six mafia. Shout out. Yeah, he's dancing on sidelines. You've never seen that video, Trent? Oh, I haven't. You should that's watch like, it. It's entertaining. That's
2: like All the right, only no, reason that no. anybody likes him. Yeah, that
1: seriously. You're right, Hank. That was a f- fantastic point. Okay, there's that's no not other reason. Is it like there's just some big Mizzou fans, I guess? <laughs> he wasn't even that good at Mizzou. Like, I don't know.
0: All right. That's on my to do list as soon as the Lions game is over. As soon as the Lions win, I'm, I'm okay. going
2: to watch. Them. Next game, Saints favored minus four points. Traveling to play the Bears. Mike Thomas not playing
1: again. I mean, as someone who drafted Michael Thomas first round of their fantasy team, I know no one cares, but it has been a rough go with that. Yeah. Uh, Bears looked horrible last week. Matt Nagy needs to give up the play calling duties. I honestly think Mitch Trubisky is better than Nick Foles. Like I, I do, and I, I, I know they're both not great options, but yeah. Nick, like I just, they're doing nothing on the offensive side of the football right now. But I say all that just to say I think the Bears somehow will find a way to win today, because their defense is so good. They were so bad on Monday, and this this team just seems like a a team that's a luck their way into a eleven and five.
0: Okay, I am completely on the other side of it there. I think the Bears stink are the worst 5-2 and two team ever. They looked horrible last week because they are horrible. You're right about Foles. I actually think Trubisky is a little better. I think we can say that now, but it doesn't matter. Not saying a whole lot. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I like the this. Alvin Kamara is still an unbelievable player. Drew Brees is definitely still capable of beating you. Yes, the Bears' defense is very good, but the Saints – Playing in Chicago, Soldier Field, okay, this is also kind of a kind of a weird factor. Soldier Field stinks. That, okay.
1: That's okay. Uh, don't I mean no, everyone yeah, that's hates- the most unobjective thing I've ever heard.
0: Everyone hates Soldier Field.
1: Who, who hates Soldier Field? I think everyone likes Soldier Field. Yeah, well,
2: no, I think it's known to be like a like a slop fest, right? Well, the grass, good. they just grow the grass. Like, it's like
1: it's like old school, like Notre Dame, when they used to just grow right. the grass. And it was just like it was wild. You're like, well. We playing in like U.S. Open rough right now. What's going on Are we at Winfoot? Like when you would play like Notre Dame in a mid. like every time I watch the Bush push game, I like I'm like, who's doing the maintenance on the field? And that's kind of like what you always think of when you watch Washington and when you watch like Chicago, they're like, this is a weird, like they're allowing a pro game to be played on the surface.
0: Yeah, it's a little asinine to me. But whatever, I'm going to pick the Saints. I like Drew Brees to to get it done against the Bears. The Bears stink.
2: Okay. Next game, 49ers traveling to play the Seahawks. Seahawks favored minus three. Seahawks, uh,
1: 49ers riding high right now. I mean, 49ers, like, they get a bunch of injuries. It doesn't really matter with that zone running scheme that Kyle Shanahan has. I mean, you can basically throw anyone out there and they're going to move the football. But I I just think Russell Wilson's, too much Seahawks win this week.
0: Yeah, I mean, the Seahawks, in all honesty, should still be undefeated. Russell Wilson is the MVP, and he's going to be. Um, yeah, not much more I can say. I like the Seahawks by a field goal.
2: Next game, the Cowboys somehow playing on Sunday Night Football against the Eagles, who are favored in minus 11. It's, well, their, it's uh, their
1: birthright, dude. Come on.
2: Yeah, but they're – okay. I the, Who are they starting at quarterback, man? It's a third-string I think rookie. Dalton's playing this week. Oh, I, I don't think so. I, I'll check that right now. I don't think so. Hank, you, Hank, take DiNucci, a look. I think, I think Danucci's starting. Well, I know,
1: Hank, go look right now and see if Andy Dolan's playing while we discuss this. With it doesn't matter who's playing, I, I think 11 is just too much for the Eagles. The Eagles, the Eagles are, I want to believe in Carson Wentz and I want to believe in the Eagles like every year, but they they lay ads and then they'll find a way to win, but they play down to their competition. I think the Cowboys will cover. It doesn't matter who's that quarterback, but I do think Andy Dalton might be playing.
0: Well, no, Andy Dalton. New- do Nucci's playing? Yeah, he is.
1: The- he yeah. Hey, um, okay, then ESPN's ticker yesterday confused me.
0: Hey, that's not your fault. That's ESPN's fault. We'll, we'll just leave it. Yeah, there. yeah.
1: Put put the blame on ESPN.
0: Collins, you said at eleven's too much for the Eagles for me personally. I I just the Eagles aren't good. The Cowboys aren't good. If this line the Cowboys was, are
1: so if, bad, if so bad. Is,
0: the line was nine and a half. I'd pick the Eagles to win by ten. It's eleven, so I'm gonna pick the Cowboys to cover. Stupid mental gymnastics. Whatever. The Cowboys stink. the Eagles are horrible. This is the worst division in the history of football. And I actually like Washington's chances to. actually – I like Washington. Win. Yeah. Whatever. I don't know, but I'll take the I'll take the Cowboys to cover. That's gonna be a boring, boring, boring game. I'm gonna watch it, but it's gonna be tough.
1: Washington's on by, but I mean, I absolutely. Love their defense, and I i like you said, like we kind of like showed you, like, oh, Washington might win the division. Well, they're like two and five now, and I think they're gonna win the division, yeah. I no, I outlook, yeah. Plus, and people be like the Eagles look better, or like, I, I don't know. I think Washington's gonna win this division at like six and ten. Yeah, I don't
2: I disagree know, with them. I know nothing about Danucci, but give me the Cowboys, man. This guy's gonna go off tonight. I just got a you, feeling. you believe Hank. I gotta believe. I gotta believe. JMU, gotta believe
1: JMU uh, Bulldog fan, Hank.
2: I know nothing about him. Third string rookie, man. T- I'll take him every time.
1: <laughs> take him every time. Every the time, James I'll Madison, James Madison, Brad
2: Danucci. Sure. Anyways, next game, Tampa Bay favored thirteen points. Traveling to play the Giants on Monday Night Football. Uh,
1: I think the Giants made the same. Giants defense is pretty good. So is the Buccaneers. Buccaneers are really good. By the way. When I went to Qdoba Wednesdays where they got the deal and stuff, I saw a guy in a Devin White Tampa Bay Buccaneers jersey in East Lansing. I've never been more thrown off in my entire life. So I'm going to go with the Bucks. And then it was the most random jersey I've ever seen just out and about on a Wednesday to say no, to say the lead. I mean, I'm still thinking about it. I can't even talk. Like, my words are fumbling because that is a preposterous move.
0: Maybe he goes to LSU or something. He was visiting his buddy. I don't know. I don't know.
1: It, it made no sense. I was very shocked. Derek White is very good at football, but still, I was like, huh?
0: Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I, I'm I, going to pick the Bucs here. The Giants are not that good. Bucks are rolling. I don't like it because I'm not a Tom Brady guy, but oof, it's looking like he won the divorce with Belichick right now. So I'm going to pick the Bucks. Okay.
2: And our final game at 1 o'clock, the Colts favored three points traveling to play the Detroit Lions. One pride money line. I, I don't Last know how home. you don't – if you
1: look at this line and you don't take the Lions, I I, I just – I have zero faith in Phillip Rivers to move the football, like, at a consistent basis. Like, the Lions' defense stinks. I, I, and the Colts have a good offensive line, so I do think they'll be able to run the football on the Lions. But I, I think Stafford has a vintage game today. I think they get to four and three. And they make a little run here, which uh, I I don't know if that means any bid pitcher that they're going to be a good, like a very, like a contender of any sort. Like, I still think they're probably in the middle of the league or just above the middle of the league. But, I mean, you make the playoffs, you make the playoffs. Like, I'm, I'm never not going to take making the playoffs. So one thing that sucks is Patricia's probably going to be here another year if they do that. But I'd rather have them make the playoffs than Patricia get fired. I hate to say it, but I mean, hey, I think the Lions win today. I no trust in Phillip Rivers. One pride, right, Trent?
0: One pride, baby. I, hype up the fan base.
1: Out. Hype up the fan base.
0: Lions looking relatively healthy coming in today. Decker was questionable. He's playing. I just found out Justin Coleman's playing. That's huge. I'm a Justin Coleman stan. This is the first time. I thought time. Decker
1: was out. I, th- I thought I saw he was inactive.
0: He's active. I he thought I think he was initially listed as inactive or something because I saw that too, but he is, he is playing.
1: He's been really good this year. Taylor Dutter has been really good this year.
0: The only notable inactive player today is Des Chouffant. So, you know, that guy does not
1: have a hamstring anymore. I'm convinced.
0: You're getting Coleman back. So, I like the Lions. I like them to contain Phil Rivers. I like them to keep everything in front. I like Stafford to win you this game. It's going to be a little gritty. I forget what the over under is for points.
1: You know, yeah, I I think this will be a high scoring game. Any game the Lions play in, I think it's going to be high scoring. I'm going to be honest.
0: and especially if you follow the Lions as closely as we do. You know, last week was low-scoring and gritty. This week's going to be high-scoring and high-flying. And, and yeah. So it'll be fun to watch. Kenny Galladay, another big game. Pay the man. Marvin Jones might have a few big catches. Throw the ball to Hawkinson. Give Adrian Peterson less than 15 carries. Yes,
1: please. Play Swift. Swift
0: the ball. Give carry on the ball. Lions roll. One pride. That's well, right.
2: By the way, according to CBS Sports, the over-under is 49-and-a-half.
0: Over. 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 Over baby. One pride. Let's go. Good
2: show.
1: One pride. Great show. And for that, that, I mean, that's going to do it for us. I mean, TV hype the fan base up as we leave, but great show of green and white report. I was, I'm very happy. I had to wake up a little bit earlier than I wanted to. So I could do this and and dance on Michigan's grave a little bit and do some other things, but we'll see you guys next week at 11 o'clock. We're going to continue doing this live at 11 o'clock over zoom We might have some audio issues here and there, but stay with us. We're trying our best. Shout out to Hank, our producer. He's killing it. Shout out to Lute Stone Sports Director who's helping Hank in the studio. But for Ryan Collins, Trent Bally, Henry Menikos, and Lute Sloan, we'll see you guys next week at 11.